All right, here we are, Ohio Cup 2022 Muffin Meadow on a Sunday rainy day. Not raining anymore, wet. Uh, second game of the day, City Point Awkwards from Florida against the Ohio Village Muffins. Uh, right here on the Muffin Meadow. It is the O squad of the Muffins. Big Bat's going to be doing the pitching for this one. Uh, Tito is up for City Point. He's going to hit it to right field. It's going to be a one-hopper to the right fielder. Well held, and that's going to be the first out of the inning for the Awkwards. About a, oh, about five feet in front of that fence in right field. I think I got you turned on now, Dennis. And uh, that's going to bring up. Oh, jeez. Steve. Good old Steve. <laughs> I don't have my glasses on. And I'm in, in, yeah. <laughs> Bouncer into right field past the second baseman. Second baseman's going to run backwards and, and collect the ball, but it's going to be too little too late. As Steve takes his first, bringing up Aaron of the Awkwards. We saw the Awkwards yesterday. I believe we saw them in a match against Addison. Go back in the archives and listen to how a vintage baseball game can get away from you once in a while. Not only in the field, but on the play-by-play. Uh, -play. As Steve is going to make his first, or second as Aaron hits a line drive into center field, well-hit ball. Did you uh, already talk about how the uh, Muffins are a mixed club today with uh, a few members of the Lady Diamond of the Lady Diamond Baseball Club joining them? I'm not hearing you very well. Dennis, yeah. say something. I am not hearing Rudy. Okay, there we go. Because you got me all the way turned down. Number two. How about now? How about now? Yes. See? Number two. Shut up. Yeah. We don't need to point out my <laughs> faults. We know they exist. By the way, when you go home and you talk to your wife tonight, make sure you tell her that her diagnosis of me, no matter what it is, is probably accurate. There's <laughs> a easy. high hit ball into right field by Mike of the Awkwards. It's going to fall in. Second baseman went back to try to get it. Uh, there's a an attempted force at second base, uh, mishandled by the young man covering the base. And we now have bases loaded for the awkwards. My wife's diagnosis of you, by the way, was that you care too much. Ain't that the truth? No, that's not what it is, is it? <laughs> Caring too much could always lose to heartbreak. I don't. Do I care too much? I don't think I care at all. Uh, there's a hit in the left field by Matt of the awkwards. It's going to fall. There's going to be running. There's going to be base hits. It's uh, mass hysteria. Steve is going to tally that ace for the awkwards. Aaron's going to take his third. Mike takes his second, and Matt takes his first. Bringing up David. Uh, awkwards have traveled all the way from the retirement state of Florida. I don't know if any of you have heard of it. Uh, it's a pound into the ground. We have a, a Lady Diamond sighting, as there's a Lady Diamond in a dress playing behind today. For the old squad. 
It's a long blue flowing dress. It's got to be tough to remember all of the time. There's a foul ball back. She's going back oh, to the Grambler Road. For it. Okay, I'm going to call it ball player. Uh, she went after it. I mean, look at there's things, Dennis. When you see things optically, they got to pass the eye test. You see somebody whose first instinct was to run onto the gravel road to try to get a bounce off of a foul ball. That's a ball player. That's a ball player. Yep. There's a grounder to no man's land before the second baseman. The grass is going to knock that down, and that's going to allow the awkwards to score another run. Mike's going to take his third. Matt takes a second. David add his first. That's going to bring up bring up Bill. It could have been beneficial for the Muffins to watch the game before because they were playing a little too deep. Something I'd be interested to talk to a diamond about today is your natural instinct on a baseball play is to immediately start running. And Bill hits it to center field or second base. Uh, there's going to be a throw over to first base. It's going to be under the first baseman's hands, and everyone's going to move up another base except Bill. I think Bill's still recovering from the ball that he took to the face in the game against Addison. In the face. Well, his legs should be working fine, though. Uh, Mike and Matt <laughs> score on the play, and David. David's going to go all the way over to third, and Bill's going to stay at first. That's going to bring up Woody for the awkwards. Uh, but when you're, your instinct is to run, and you're wearing that long dress, and you can see she's always pulling it up uh, around her knees, and there's a grounder shortstop. There's going to be a scoop over to second and a force play. Had there for the second out of the inning. It is going to score a run for the awkwards. Glad to see the second baseman stuck with the ball even though he dropped it first. And that's going to bring up. A... Uh, that's going to bring up Jackson of the awkwards. And he's going to ground it to shortstop. I got the wrong lineup here. So, Barrel, what's your thoughts? So, if you look at the awkwards, they have a female on their team, mm -hmm. but she's wearing an actual pants and shirt type jersey, whereas the Diamonds are wearing the dress. Which do you believe would be? Well, the Diamonds wear the dress because that's very period active of something that they're recreating. Absolutely. So, there's no women in the history of the City Point awkwards. So... I would say they're both right. Okay. I, I That's fair enough answer for me. Uh, we saw Joyce playing catcher. Uh, you know what amazes me is when you see a woman ball player, they're always catchers. And catcher is a hard position. Yeah. So, you know, uh, when I went to Old Beth Page last month, I saw Kelly Schultz playing third base. Wow. And she was phenomenal, by yeah. the way. <laughs> we played at the silver ball many years ago and we picked someone up and it was a female and she played second she took a hot shot broke her finger stayed in the game she wasn't going to play catcher yeah catcher is a an important position and, and uh, we we're just stating rudy that we noticed that a lot of the women that are that are f skilled ball players tend to play catcher in vintage baseball that's a that's a in the East Coast and the mid East Coast and Mid Atlantic baseball. Your best player is going to be your catcher, and you're starting to see that in the Midwest now. That you're, you're going to have to have a really you're going to have to have a really skilled there athlete. There we go. 
at uh, uh, behind the plate. Okay. Something, something going on there. And there's a, a young woman that hits the ball for the for the the, the muffins, and she's going to make her first. She got older as she ran down to first. <laughs> so she started out looking like she was 12, and by the time she got to the base, she looks like she's 16. What do you think? First base will do that to you. Is that the leadoff hitter? Yep. What does that say? So that would make uh, bring Mr. Seddon, who is the uh, manager of the Ohio Spoon Village Muffins. What is it? All right, he hits it high. It's going over, over to us off the gravel road. He heard you calling to him. <laughs> when you serenade, he wants to get closer. What, Rudy, what would you say the, the first batter's name is? You wrote this down. Sittler. Sittler? Sure. Sittler at first base. Not Stifler. <laughs> Not. Yeah, we'll stay away from that. Spoon is... <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's really great to see uh, some of the diamonds on the Muffin squad this uh, year. Unfortunately, they weren't able to play any matches because there are no women. The women's team in uh, women's vintage baseball is on a sharp decline, uh, and uh, the diamonds are one of the only active women's team in vintage baseball. And you can see the Lady Diamonds playing a match at 2 p.m. later over on the other field. So, you know. They are playing. <laughs> no, they're not playing a. Uh, they're not playing another ladies. It's team. an inner squad. Yep. And they have some ladies from around coming. There's a young woman from the Chelsea Monitors, and there's a woman, the old Chelsea Marys, because uh -huh. there used to be the Chelsea Marys, and then there's a woman that's affiliated with the Deep River Grinders, I believe. Did the women's team from Eastwood defunct? I believe so. Mm. Got to get defunct. Come on. We got defunct. Come and get defunct. Come on. We. No. <laughs> As we are up to pitch 16 for Aaron's at bat. Hey, you got to do what you got to do to fill time when this happens. Uh, this is a common occurrence in uh, vintage baseball. Yeah, swing. Uh, Listen, Midwest Vintage Baseball. Uh, grounder to where the second baseman should have been. And you know what? <laughs> there's a there's a throw to first, not going to be in time. I think. All right. This is the wait was worth it. It's called board the defense to death, so that he, you can hit it wherever you want. It's true. <laughs> uh, he found the hole, and the hole currently between first and second is all the way from first to second. So if you want to go ahead. Craig Anderson's up, and there's a pop-up to third base. Third baseman's going to wait for a bounce. It's just not going to happen. It's just like asking for white Nikes for Christmas and waking up to black Adidas. Basis Anderson here, uncharacteristically swinging at the first base. You're going to talk into the microphone? Yeah. you got to have it close to you. It will. We can hear you much better. I had it on my right mouth. Right there, you're you good. Like, I can't hear you. No, you're good there. Aces Anderson lines no, out to uh, left field. The left fielder waiting on that bounce that didn't come as all bases have been tended. Do you think if we offered, he'd take a ghost runner? I'm going to change oh, your microphone. Good one. Ready? <laughs> good one. Now, now talk. I'm here. Oh, there we go. Still, there we go. Yeah, you're welcome. 
Thank you. You're just trying to silence me. I know what's no, happening. No, I would not want to do that. Lots of bases loaded out there. Grounder to the shortstop. Tito's going to come up with the ball. He's going to throw it to third to get the force over there. The smart play. Throw over to second's not going to be in time as the Siddler scores the first run for the Muffins. Spoon makes the first out. Mr. Anderson makes a second. And Mr. Moore, Chip Moore, coming to the plate. Batchfielder was uh, the one on first, and then Mr. Moore. Okay, Mr. Moore. And we're going to wait for more pitches to go by. As uh, That's another thing that I enjoy as a pitcher, <laughs> when there's a, small, a slight inside pitch and the batter acts like... Like you hurt them? Yeah. Hot shot to left field. Pass the third baseman. That's going to get to the left fielder, and we're going to have bases loaded. Like the exaggerated arms up, butt out. Like, oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah. Don't just, hit me. You're going to yes, hurt me. Exactly. This is uh, Arm Brewster. Mr. Arm Brewster. Young man. Uh, youth movement going on today for the, the Muffins O squad. I almost wonder if we need to do a Cullen episode soon on just talking to pitchers. <laughs> I, would. I, I think it could be a good hour session. <laughs> so uh, Jack Armbruster from Phoenix Bat fame, uh, there's going to be a force at home as he grounded back to the pitcher. And Mr. Anderson is going to be... Thrown right, out. Home. That's going to be the second out. Of the inning. And that's going to bring up Mr. Hatcher, I believe. And, uh, oh, there's a bat in the way, thanks to the Fillmore Mr. Fun Hatcher guy. is a, uh, uh, the grandson of Muffin veteran Choo Choo and Capital veteran Choo Choo Nightwine. And there's a well hit ball, but right to the shortstop. Tito's going to flip over to third base and record that last out of the inning. Awkwards are going to, or the Muffins are going to score one. They're going to leave a lot of people on the bases. Which yeah. is never a good idea. No, probably not. Uh, so I umpired my first game uh, this summer for the Canton Corn Shuckers at a charity event. How'd you feel about that? Well, it was fun. It was a, yeah. a well done charity event. Uh, we raised money, and uh, the Canton Corn Shuckers, you know, they're great guys and all that stuff but i realized uh if i i now have a game of umpiring under my belt i'm not looking to umpire but i'll tell you what midwest if you talk me into coming to umpire a match you're getting warned after two pitches amen you're getting warned after two pitches i'm calling balls and strikes and that's just the way it's going to be because what midwest vintage baseball has turned into is boring as all hell is that Am I too over the top on that? No, even to the point where you will tell somebody where you want them to pitch the ball, they'll pitch it to you, and they still won't swing. You're waiting for Joyce. Joyce hits it. She hit it in fair territory, but she wasn't quite aware where the ball was uh, was hit. Uh, and then she she saw the ball, and she made her first. I'm not so sure she wasn't thinking about running backwards. Awkwardly. Awkward backwards? Yeah. Uh, anyway, she's on base. Isn't that all that really matters? Well done, Joyce. All right, here comes the leadoff hitter, Tito. 
a shortstop for the Aquards. We had, uh, uh, speaking of the women's game, we just had a women, a woman, oh, Tito, you know, Tito's a ball player. So he's hitting on the first pitch. Goes into right field. We're going to have uh, runners at first and second. There's a prime example from the difference between the last game and this one. The second baseman was actually only two feet away from the bag. So that open space was there. <laughs> Someone needs to tell these awkwards they're supposed to wait for the eighth pitch swing. <laughs> he goes against the grain. My thing is, and I've said this before, I don't remember on what episode it was, but like at the World's Tournament, all of those guys can hit. I mean, you're, they're all good hitters at the World's. Pop up to the left fielder. He's running over. He's going to have it go right between his hands. Joyce is going to stop at third. Nope, she's going to make him make a play. Here comes the throw from the shortstop home. It is over the catcher's head. Joyce is going to score. Tito's going to move up to third. And it is rolling down the road. Steve is going to make his second. Tito could have scored if he if he really wanted to there. But when you're from Florida, you probably aren't that familiar with all the ground rules and such. There is a prime instance where a bound team trying to make a catch on the fly doesn't always work well. Mm-hmm. So back to the thing at the Worlds, when you have so many skilled hitters, they know where their pitch is. They know where their wheelhouse is. They know where they want the ball. Unfortunately, you're waiting for 10 pitches for that to ha- for hap- to happen. And the, quite frankly, the pitchers, they don't really want to give you a ball in the wheelhouse. So what are we doing here, folks? It's <laughs> a ball. Hit. Nice catch. Ooh. Wow. Oh, double, oh, play. double play. What a play. Siddler. Nice. Uh, uh, fantastic double play. She was standing at second base. as a line drive. She caught it, uh, and she was, I don't know, pretty ecstatic about catching it and then realized that the guy from second was off base. She just took a couple of quick steps over, tagged the base, and uh, El Duble Playo. That's going to bring up Mike for the awkwards. So an interesting thing about the World Tournament, Marcus Dixon was telling me when I was pitching, he goes, you're frustrating because I can't warn you because they ask you to put the ball where they want it, but you put it in a hittable spot. And as long as you put it in a hittable spot, he can't warn you. And I think... And there's a foul ball down the first baseline, taken on one hop from the first baseman. Uh, So that's going to take care of Mike for the awkwards, and that's going to bring this inning to an end as the awkwards have... Put one more run on the board as they are now up six to one. Dennis, please continue. No, I think I think it's it's interesting because I I went in with a new strategy this year that once I got the ball back I was just going to throw again. Uh, it doesn't give the guy a chance to to sit there and just continue to wait for pitches. And you, I mean I'm throwing more pitches because yeah they they are still waiting at times, but it doesn't allow the runners to get moving too much. When you quick pitch, no one's swinging at that. They don't have to. Well, quick pitch only works in the Mid-Atlantic and the East Coast because they didn't get balls and strikes called yep. on you. Right. They, you can't do anything about the pitching or, you know, the only thing that we can do is to start warning people and start calling balls and strikes like it should be. I did see more warnings to the striker this year, though, than I've seen in the past. If you... If you can hit it good when it's right exactly where you want it as uh, Hoffman, Mr. Hoffman, Mr. Hoffman is leading off for the muffins. Uh, I'm not impressed. I don't care. 
if you can hit it good word when it's not exactly where you want it, if you take a ball to right field, how about that? Why do these dead ball hitters insist there's a pound into the ground that's going to be called foul? Uh, these dead pull hitters insist on waiting for a pitch that's, you know, up and in or whatever so they can get around and go to right field, man. Right center, show some power. There's a grounder into center field. It's going to be a hit for Mr. Hoffman. Our first kick save of the game. Kick save in a butte. Am I being too hard on the Midwest, Rudy? I always get told I'm too hard on the Midwest. Well, because they don't like he- hearing the truth. That's the thing. You're not being too hard. You're just pointing out facts. As Queens steps up to the plate, a member of the Diamond Baseball Club. I think it's also just people don't like to take constructive criticism. It's very true. It's hard. Some people say they like it, but then when it happens, they don't. Here's a pop-up uh, to the pitcher. Pitcher's going to try to take it on a bounce. It did not bounce high enough. Here's a throw to first base. It's a close play. I believe she's going to be called out. And I think she was out by a quarter of a step. You see, Dennis, I was talking earlier. See how she has to pull up her dress? Yeah. Now, when a play happens, you instinctively have to go after the ball. She can't remember to do that every time, right? Like, there's got to be times in the throes of passion of trying to make a play onto the field that that you just didn't grab your dress and move it around your knees so you can get to the ball. And I would assume that there's a, some cleat marks in the bottom of the, of the dress there from just that happening. Grounder to third base. Throw over to first base. Going to bounce to the first baseman. It's not going to be in time. And we're going to have first and third for the Muffins. So is that where you shorten the dress a little bit? I don't I don't know if you can, though, because they're being very period accurate. So if that's the length of the dress they wore and played with, I mean, they had to deal with the same struggle. So coming off of... Uh, the evolution of the Diamond Baseball Club uniform, they, when they first reformed, they played in pantaloons. Oh. Yeah. Grounder to the pitcher. Pitcher is going to come up with it. Throw to first base. It's going to be. Oh, she's safe. He bobbled. There's a bobble, and yep. Coming off of her fantastic double play, she gets on base. How many times do you see that as the tally, tally bells uh, sounds and triumphant runs? Here's Aaron. One of the many. Uh, Ohio Village Muffins that's very hospitable to the Roller Elder Barrel Show and allowing us to come here and do what we're doing right now. We get to just sit here and talk about baseball. Who's got it better than us? No one. Good answer, Rudy. Uh, Rudy uh, finding the absolute best time to answer. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Mr. Sedden. He's showing his preference. Let's see if it gets there any swings. How many times do you think some a batter shows their preference and they were wrong? 
<laughs> no, I'm serious. <laughs> like, wait, that's not really where I want it. <laughs> let's just, let's just, uh, here, I'll take it here. Wait a minute. Buyer's remorse. <laughs> uh, Mr. Sedden, I believe, just fell tipped out. Which brings aces, Craig, aces Anderson to the plate. If you go into the Roller Around the Barrel Show archives, you'll hear Rudy and I interview Craig Anderson from the Ohio Cup yesterday about the paranormal stuff in his life as he flies out to the on one hop to the left fielder. Left fielder's very excited. Left fielder's going, left fielder. Okay. Dead sprint from left field. Sammy Sosa-esque. I was uh, thinking. I was going more John Rocker. I was going more Michael Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) As he runs in from left field on a dead sprint right at us. Like, I was, like, starting to think, is he going to jump on our table? And he drops the ball. And heads back over to the uh, the bench. Very frustrating for Aces Anderson. <laughs> for a hit, that ball uh, really did not do that swing and hit justice because that ball should be landing in the gully and bases should be rounded and scored. However, that ball is now mush, and it was an easy pop fly to the left fielder. And so, Rudy, on days like this where that, that ball is waterlogged, yep. it's toast. They do play with the same ball all day. That is correct. As you can see, if you look over, uh, you probably can't see too well, but if you look over to your left at the tally table, one of the covers was torn off of the ball yesterday. And it is just a pro- Oh, as the leadoff hitter swings with all of his might, Mr. Matt, to a foul tick behind. That's Mrs. Uh, Settler. Sittler again. Has moved from second to the catcher now. And that brings which, up David. Uh, which surprises me. I would keep her at second after that awesome play last inning. I want to utilize her skill. Do the muffins the go with one of those systems? Like, I think you do this system with the Capitals where you're uh, you're assigning defense ahead of the game. Yeah, absolutely. The, uh, the muffins, uh, some of them you can tell, they have little sheets of paper with their inning defensive assignment on it. Explain, uh, you were explaining this to me yesterday. I don't remember if we were recording, but we're going to bring it up again as David hits it over to the shortstop. Long throw by Mr. Anderson. It's held at first, but I do think he beat it. Definitely did beat it. (laughs) The Muppets feel like he was out, but that gentleman was definitely safe. Yeah, he was safe. Uh... I hate when we have when we make a call because, well, we know we're right. We didn't make the call. <laughs> we're just agreeing with the umpire. It was actually a closer play than what was expected. Mr. Anderson had a heck of a throw there. Mm-hmm. What was your question? My question was the, the pitching. Oh, the presentation. Yeah. You can see right here as Mr. Bill Polyfrond bounds it into the ground. It's going to double hop to the third baseman, throw over to second for a force. It's not going to work out. There's an excellent backup by the second baseman on the throw to the shortstop at second base. It's not the shortstop. What's going on? Uh, the second baseman was going to field the ball at second base. The center fielder backed up the second baseman. Fine job by the center fielder. A very smart backup. You know what? I appreciate the finesse of the look. I could never pitch that way. It, it, it just, I would fall over. 
It is the, uh, my father, Fearless Freya, still occasionally will pitch like that. Um, and for the listener, as Woody steps to the plate and swings to a foul tick behind, uh, it was not fielded. Uh, in the early days of Midwest Vintage Baseball, it was very presentational and theatrical, and uh, the pitcher was instructed to present the ball before delivering it. And that could only be done when a right-handed pitcher crosses his uh, left <laughs> his left foot over his right leg, steps forward, presenting the ball, and delivers it. It's, it's quite the sight. The uh, runners are going to advance a base on the uh, misplay by the catcher as it bounced over her and over the backstop and down the gravel path here at Muffin Meadow. There's a ball hit to the second baseman. He's going to take it. Oh, he did not take it on a bounce. And he's going to be safe at first. Uh, Awkwards are going to score a run, and Bill's going to make his uh, third on that. What happened there is the second baseman, over. he's so fast, he overran the ball. I hate when I overrun things. <laughs> Me too. It's usually scary when I overrun things. <laughs> Something's gone wrong. It's usually yes. scary when I run. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I feel like the with going back to the pitcher, there needs to be like some type of adjustment that happens with that as well while he's standing there. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, I'm just thinking. What if you get? Never mind. <laughs> Adam Johnson's not here. Coming up later. <laughs> Runner's going to take his second bag. Woody on the uh, error about the muff. And we have catcher. Jackson up. Uh, Jackson up to the plate for the awkwards. And there's a pop-up to the catcher. Oh. Oh. Now, uh, the young woman who is playing with the Muffins today, who's played catcher, who's played second base. Uh, are they calling him out? No, they're they're calling him a foul. He took off. Oh, that's line. right. Okay, yeah. He wasn't sure if it would be fair or foul. He just decided to run just in case. Uh, the catcher, the young woman for the Muffins, made a fine effort, almost coming up with the play. Uh, I believe the two women playing on the Muffins are the most valuable players of this match so far. <laughs> That's not a lie. <laughs> then oh, fine catch. Foul tip back to the catcher, and she stuck with it and made the play. Second out, bringing Joyce to the line. She seems like someone we should do an eight-minute interview with. It's always intriguing to find out how the, uh, the Diamond Baseball Club, how they come about finding vintage baseball. As uh, Joyce is way ahead of the changeup. Now, is your sister-in-law still very involved in that? In the uh, yeah, Brandy is still, while not the manager, still very involved in the Diamonds Baseball Club. And there's a pound into the ground of the pitcher. Joyce is on her horse, getting to first base. The throw comes in. It's misplayed, but picked up by Mr. Sedden, and that's going to record that out. As there's a handshake, and a and a little bit of a giggle by the players, and that's vintage baseball right there. I really the muffins missed an opportunity there as the uh, th uh, runner at the third base was just heading home, unsure of what was going on. They had an opportunity for uh, Miss Settler to make all three outs that inning. Missed it. Okay. Okay. The muffins looked to plate, uh, need to plate a couple of runs as they are trailing. Two, two, one, two, three, four, 
And uh, yes, and the rain has held off since we've started. And we walked over here and started setting up in a bit of a rain, but uh, now it's just cloudy. From coast to coast, border to border, it's cloudy. Uh, and here's uh, Mr. Batchfielder for the muffins. You know, Rudy, I was thinking about this earlier. And when we started talking about the NAVB, and it still exists, by the way, and there's a ball hit foul down the third baseline, uh, people were like, oh, you're starting a league. Oh, you didn't need me. I like to complain, Karen. Uh, it's the stuff that we've been complaining about all weekend that we don't like that we're trying to stay away from. We're actually trying to become vintage in that NAVB. Is that right? You're like the president. That not that the point of it? That is uh, 100% correct. And the thing that I love about the NAVB is that we, as you mentioned, still exist, still operating. Told you people that when we formed this, it would not become that big of a deal. We would operate in the shadows. And there's a pound into the ground right in front of the catcher. Joyce is going to come up, make the throw to first base, and the. I'm not sure that ball didn't hit the plate. Batchfielder is going to make his first, and that's going to bring up Chip Mr. Moore, Chip Moore. Good old Deerfoot. But these things that we've seen over this week, and we see it everywhere, uh, we don't allow in the NAVB. We there. We're not doing neon shoes and nonsense backwards hats and logos. We're not doing that. We uh, we love the vintage baseball aspect. We love the vintage aspect of vintage baseball. And we see vintage baseball going towards more just baseball. And we want to preserve the vintage part and bring it back because... The presentation's gotten worse and worse as every year goes by as there's a single in the center field, and that's going to make it first and third for the Muffins as young Mr. Armbruster is going to come up. Uh, we're just trying to maintain a certain level of respect to the vintage game that seems to fade away as there's a, a stolen base, a second base, now second to third. And I don't believe it was intentional, but it worked out for the Muffins to move the runner to second base. And uh, so that's all the NAVB is. It's it's just trying to, and I would assume as more seasons go on, it's going to become more vintage as opposed to there's a hit over the left fielder's head over the tree that's going to score one for the Muffins. Mr. Armbruster's going to take a second. There's a second run coming in for the Muffins. As he hit it over the tree, the tree blocked the left fielder's view. It was over the left fielder's head. Uh, double. You know, it's one of those situations where we talked about staying in, but in that case, <laughs> you get the burn. I mean. And then here's Mr. Hatcher. The uh, awkwards were definitely playing the odds there and seeing that nobody was really putting a barrel, barrel on the ball and getting it out there, and Mr. Armbruster... Perfect timed hit. Great job. Let's see. Uh, umpire clears the field of a bat. If I'm not mistaken, that umpire is, uh, um, oh, my gosh, his name escapes me. 
Well hit ball in the right field, Mr. Hatcher, but right to the right fielder. He's going to make a couple of bobbles. Mr. Armbruster is going to make his third. And Mr. Hatcher is going to make his first. Rudy, did you work? He, he well, let's from... put a bow on the NAVB talk. Yeah, go for it. You, you're the president. Put well, a bow on it. Let me just say it. that uh, <laughs> we're really excited. We had a successful first season last year with the uh, champions being crowded, the Alliance Crossing Rails, and a fantastic event and match in Canal Dover, Ohio. And uh, this year uh, we changed up the format and added the axe format to the equation, and it currently looks like the Canton Cornshuckers are going to be walking away as champions of the second season of the NAVB, considering they are the only club to successfully hold and defend their silver axe all season long. So we look, uh, we continue to evolve and adapt, and we look forward to another great season of base- baseball with the NAVB. So, yeah, so if you're a club out there and you're like, hey, that sounds interesting, be ready to go back to vintage. As there's a grounder to third base, he's going to throw over to second base for the force. So I know you guys want to tie a bow on it, but could you explain a little bit more about what are the requirements for a team that would join the NAVB? Well, you got to first, you got to be willing to take the criticisms and do something about them. You know, Dennis, we were talking earlier about taking, there's a, a well-hit ball to the second baseman who's standing at second base. There's going to be a force play right at second base. Uh, as Queens is going to make her first uh, on a ball that normally, oh, that was actually a shortstop. Well, they switch back and forth. I don't know what's going on. I'm lost. The second baseman standing just about on second base, uh, normally that would have been a hit. It was a well-hit ball. That's going to bring up Coons of uh, the Muffins. Uh, you just, we, we state it. You know, it's in our mission statement and everything that we put out is we don't want to see logos. And when there's logos to be seen, we don't just look the other way. Uh, as there's a there's a grounder to first base, and that's going to cause a, Mr. Coons to be out at first base, and that's going to be the end of the inning. Now, I'm just, uh, I actually am just kind of, I didn't. I'm not really involved with the NAVB right now. I'm, I'm just a consultant, and they haven't need any consulting, so uh, I'm actually kind of out of the loop on this. But I was part of the formation process, so and may, maybe I should actually just ask a question and see if it's clarified. Is there a required number of games that you have to play with NAVB clubs? I mean, those are the things I'm kind of curious about. In, in the first season, yes, it was a requirement, and then we realized that that was going to be difficult considering uh, club schedule at different times. And this season what we did was is that if you if you want to be a part of it, you have to attend an NAVB event like the Akron Cup, like the nice. Flat Rock Tournament, the Silver X here in Columbus, things uh, things of that nature. And then that's it's not a mandatory number of uh, events to attend, but it's uh, you get we're eliminating single match games and focusing on events and uh, making, because uh, you get more bang for your buck. Well, and I think that actually makes it a little more appealing to teams. Tito hits it into left field on a hard hit ball, uh, and he's going to make his first. 
Yeah, it's the hope to uh, uh, appeal to different clubs, and we don't interfere. We're not making you schedule games right. that aren't ready aren't already on your schedule. The Capitals host Silver X every se- ev- uh, for the past four years. We've hosted it. Uh, Addison Pike Days, the Pike Festival, the Akron mm-hmm. Cup. These are all established events. And there's a swing by Steve. So with that being said, if you would be willing to send me more information on that, I'd definitely Bobo. like to take a little bit more look into that. Absolutely. I can. To- I think I have your number. Uh, you know, I did start a thought. Uh, Mr. Richard Heinick, I apologize if I'm messing up your last name, is the umpire for this match. As Steve lines the ball out to left field, the left fielder camped, uh, came in but Very was able nice to recover catch. and catch it on the fly for the first out. He mm-hmm. is a gentleman associated with the Harrisburg Baseball Club of Pennsylvania. I had the pleasure to meet this gentleman and play his club this year in Gettysburg. He's a fantastic gentleman. Bringing uh, Aaron to the plate for the awkwards. Uh, on the di- uh, behind the line out there on the on the pitcher's dish is uh, Don Big Bad Anderson. A uh, well-hit ball into center field that's going to be taken on a bound. Throw to second to try to get the tag. There's a slide. There's a slide. Was it a purposeful slide or I slipped? No, that was a slide. Well, get that man out of here. Um, Which conversation you can see is being had right now about, I believe, that same situation. <laughs> Uh, I want to give some credit and recognition to Don Big Bat Anderson, uh, who is celebrating, I believe, his 37th year of vintage baseball. As uh, as he pitches to Mike, the wrong-hander for the awkwards, you can go back in the archives of the Roll the Barrel Show and listen to the interview with Big Bat Don Anderson. I believe I read yesterday, 82 years young. That's right, still making it happen. And there's a foul tip back to the back to Queens. She uh, now you see Dennis. She instinctively grabbed her dress uh, right away. Yep. So she's got the instinct of grabbing the dress. There's a pop up down the right field line. Right fielder's going to come over and try to get it on a bounce, but it's going to be down. I think she's also figured she kind of tucks and squeezes it in between her legs to make sure that she kind of has that space that she can move a little bit more. And not she, step on it? I would say she's definitely very experienced on playing with the diamonds. Uh, it's the only place you're going to play in a dress. Mm-hmm. So there's a pop-up to the catcher. She's oh. going to come over. The umpire actually got in the way. How disrespectful of the lady. Pop quiz, guys. Do you know who formed the lady diamonds? It was your mom. That's right. In your face. My mom. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even give me a chance to guess. Your mom. <laughs> It's the only time Barrel Roller can say, your mom, to me. Your mom. (laughs) (laughs) Mike here for the awkwards is really Speaking of your mom and dad, are they bringing more tamales today? Yes, they are. Oh, my. Well, actually, I don't know because. uh, Is this place on my way out of town? No, it is not, unfortunately. Does this place airdrop things? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. What's their drone policy? (laughs) Yeah. Mike's going to swing, line it out to right field. It and might be over the fence. Owl. Oh, he got saved by the tree branch. Uh, he's going to round first, head for second. Ball's in. Here comes the throw, but he's going to beat the throw to second. Tito oh, at third is headed home, and he's going in without a throw. He's plating a run. 
That was a very unique play because here at Muffin Meadow, any ball over the right field fence is going to be an automatic out, and Mike got saved by hitting the tree, and it stayed in the park. All right. And I was watching Queens on that, and she was she put her hands up, did not want to throw home. So this woman has baseball or softball in her past. Uh, she knows exactly what she's doing. We have to get her over here for an eight-minute interview. We have to know what, where this experience comes from. And that will end the inning as uh, Matt is going to uh, ground ball and uh, to the shortstop. Shortstop's going to make a clean throw over to first base for the third out of the inning. The Muffins were able to plate runs last inning, but the Awkward's answer as they are still looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight. Runs. Eight. eight runs. Eight to oh, four. Oh, oh, eight to four oh. in favor of the Awkward. Eight to five. That's right. Eight to five. Sorry. Uh, apology accepted. I still am not. Con I am still not convinced you wrote down this young woman's name correctly. Sittler. I'm telling you that is it. Settler. No, dude, no. It's S I T T E L E R. Sittler. Sittler. I'm gonna hit the Googles. Just yell and be like, hey, pronounce your last name for us. Okay. okay. We'll ask Queens. Just don't yell dirt in the skirt. <laughs> and a leadoff hitter, and that's a foul tip. Foul, actually, a foul ball. Catcher can't get to that as it hits over to the bench area. And uh, we're back in play. Awkward's pitcher gets the ball and is ready to pitch. Uh, no issue with. Well, that's going to be a foul tick. Fielded by the catcher. I heard it. You down. heard it. Everybody heard it. Mr. Seddon realizes that they are in a time crunch. Immediately steps in because this will be the Muffins' last at bat of the inning. Yeah, as we have reached 46 minutes in this match. No, it's a tale of two vintage baseball matches. Last match went flew by. This one seemed to just kind of go at a high fly ball to center fielder. It's going to beat the center fielder. Run, running around, he's going to end up with a double. I uh, think he's going to go three. Young David is going to get the ball in, and that is only going to be a double. Dennis, oh. wrong. <laughs> he slowed down. I think if he would have kept moving, I he had it. And, and, and that's uh, it comes with age and wisdom. Normally, Mr. Seddon would not have stopped and head straight to third base. He is, he, he is notorious for running people off the bag. Uh, <laughs> there's a ground ball to third base. Mr. Anderson's going to get there uh, due to an offline throw. Mr. Seddon's going to make his third. And how many runs are the Muffins down right now? They're down four, three runs. So this is uh, going to be the biggest comeback in Roller Altaburo Vintage Baseball history because we've never witnessed a comeback. I don't think so. More than a run, maybe a run we've witnessed. Oh, Tito bobbles. Tito recovers, throws over to first to get a second to get Mr. Anderson. Mr. Seddon plates his run, and uh, Mr. Batchfielder takes his first base. We have two outs, and so. the tying run is at the plate in Mr. Moore. 
So, yeah, we hit the 48-minute mark. I don't think they're going to get up again. I don't know if the Awkwards are going to go out and play, uh, taking at bat. Uh, I guess it depends. If he makes a quick out, they might come back in and take some at-bats. But we will see. As, uh, I guarantee Mr. Moore is eyeing that uh, right center gap. As it starts getting a little busier back here, as there's a hit Ooh, to the shortstop, Tito goes Tito down, missed it. Missed it. Uh, he's going to pick it up, and he's going to not throw to anybody. So first and second for the Muffins. Uh, and Mr. Armbruster is going to come up, who beat the left fielder last time. Let's see if the left fielder gives him a little well-deserved respect from a previous burning. And he does. Pull hitter me is eyeing that line over there on left field. And there's a hit by Mr. Armbruster to the shortstop. Tito's going to come up. Throw over to third for the force, and that's going to be the end of this inning and, for all intents and purposes, the end of the game. We'll see if they continue to play. It uh, looks like a lineup is happening here. So uh, final score coming up from Rudy Frias is the final. Oh, as we listen to the the city point awkwards of Central Folder, Florida 8 and the Muffins 6. Uh, sign us out, Dennis. Wow, I was not ready for this. What a wonderful game. Another great day at the